everybody. Welcome to the news desk of the World of CONCACAF podcast. I'm Eric Schmitz. I'm Jonathan Sleep. And I'm Donald Wine. And we are here to talk about CONCACAF Nations League. And you're certainly here to listen to us talk about CONCACAF Nations League. Um, Donald, Jonathan, what is there anything better than CONCACAF Nations League? Yes. No, there is not. something better. There is something better. What is better. it? Oh, wait, yeah. more Nations yeah. League, more oh, Nations God. League. Oh, yes, let's go. <laughs> uh, actually, there is something better than Nations League, and that's uh, Nations League when the U.S. is playing islands and I'm there. Yeah. Yes. Very, very disappointing window for us as U.S. men's national team fans, uh, just because, you know, we had to sit and watch while everyone else had fun. But mm-hmm. watch we did. We did watch a lot of Nations League. Um. To everyone that's following along on Twitter, um, on the Patreon, on John Arnold's Patreon, a uh, lot of fun stuff happening, and we're here to talk about it all. Um, yeah, let's just go through the leagues and kind of go back over what happened. Again, the 23-24 Nations League, the September window is the first of three group straight stage windows, three for some of the leagues, and yeah, League A. They've got two windows of nonsense, but we'll get to that later. Let's get to League C first. Let's go right to the islands. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just run down the standings real quick. Then we're going to go through, uh, hit a big result, a big performance, and a big storyline. Just kind of make sure we're covering everything needs to be covered uh, for this window. So again, League C, these are your lowest tier of CONCACAF teams, but the highest tier of vibes. Uh, In Group A, St. Martin, the French one, leads with six points. Bonaire and Anguilla tied for second with zero points. Bonaire with the goal difference uh, advantage there. St. Martin on two games played. Bonaire and Anguilla just one. In Group B, Aruba, one game played, three points in first place. The U.S. Virgin Islands in second with one game played and one point. And third place, the Cayman Islands, two games played and one point. In Group C, Dominica leading the way, three points in one game. Uh, Just behind them on goal difference, the British Virgin Islands, three points on one game played. We'll get to more on that. And in third place, Turks and Caicos, two games played, zero points. Now, again, a reminder, because of the format, there are three groups in League C, but there are four groups in League B. So there will be a second-place team getting promoted. And as of right now, that highest-ranking second-place team is the British Virgin Islands. So let's talk about what happened. Uh, Jonathan, give us a big result from League C here in September. Uh, So my big result is the Dominica win uh, on the road, uh, Turks and Caicos, uh, you know, Turks and Caicos had a tough start to uh, to to Nations League, and I think for for Dominica to go on the road um, against what probably was their toughest opponents. This is probably their toughest uh, game of the window or the of the league, and you know to pick up a three zero win. Um, it was pretty resounding. Like they controlled the game for the majority of the time. Uh, I do want to shout out Troy Troy Jules, who had two goals um, of that. Actually, so Troy has played for one other CONCACAF nation um, at the youth level. Uh-huh. And I'm going to let you both guess 
what what nation do you think it is? Oh God, uh, Donald, I'll let you go first. Why well, I gotta go first? So well, I gotta guess first. Um, we've done them on a laser focus. It's a it's year. a it's a league C team. This it year? is not a league C team. They're a league B team. Oh wow! I'm gonna I'm go with. I'm just gonna throw out Barbados. No, it is Antigua and Barbuda. So oh, he played a country of his birth, uh, played there at the youth level. Uh, but then in September of this year, this was his first appearance um, for Dominica. Um, mm. So first time getting called up in the match against Turks and Caicos. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was a the most interesting result. And uh, I always think it's cool when we get some guys that are playing for that have played for multiple um yeah, multiple Concacaf nations, and then he play he plays the soccer in in the Jamaican Premier League. So nice, and shout out Troy uh, Jules. Way to step up in your first performance, uh, Donald. Give us another big performance uh, out of League C in this window. So first, I'm going to start with honorable mention. It kind of goes across leagues, and the honorable mention big performance is the weather. Hey, Eric, remember last time we were talking oh, about my God, Hurricane yeah. Lee? We had a we whole get thing. To- with Hurricane Lee. Yeah. And yeah, Hurricane Lee, if we had a game in Maine, Hurricane <laughs> Lee would have would have caused some cancellations. But hey, I, I think there was maybe like one or two lightning delays, but it wasn't like that long. Um uh-huh. like maybe it's delayed the start of a game or something like that. But hey, the weather held off and all of these games were played, which is which is terrific. Now, the actual big performance out of League C is Axel Raga from St. Uh, St. Martin. Axel Raga, who uh, I I heard was named after Axel Foley. Um, can't confirm that, but the streets are saying that. People are saying that. It's me that's saying that. Um, but Axel Raga put on an Axel Foley performance in the 6-0 win against Anguilla. He scores the first goal of the CONCACAF Nations League 2023-24 edition, and he scored three more after that. Four total goals for this man. He was all over the place, and it, it, it was very clear early on that Anguilla was in a lot of trouble. And a lot of that was the responsibility of Axel Raga putting the balls on the back of the net. Yeah. Big shout out to Axel Raga there. Um, for me, big storyline. I know Jonathan covered the Dominica result. Getting three points on the road, always important in Nations League. But really, the biggest result was the British Virgin Islands. The British Virgin Islands defeated Turks and Caicos 3-1 to at home at the A.O. Shirley grounds. That victory, the first win in 19 years for the British Virgin Islands. So we're going to give a round of applause to the British Virgin Islands. Everyone's clapping clapping it up. Um, British Virgin Islands, it had been since a Caribbean Cup qualifier in November 2004. And you might know about this if you would have listened to our Laser Focus podcast that we had done very recently on the British Virgin Islands. But before that match... The British Virgin Islands was 0-30-6 in international tournament play since that win. They had gone 36 games without winning and finally get a result. Massive result. And again, as we mentioned, a second-place team will advance. The British Virgin Islands suddenly has a good look at moving up to League B for the next Nations League. Uh, He got... 
they got two goals from Luca Chalwell, who made this was making his tenth appearance for the Virgin Islands national team. Uh, Tyler Forbes assisted on all three goals. Uh, the Nature Boys of the Virgin Islands. They're currently ranked 206 in the FIFA World Rankings, and they got their first dub. That massive, massive result, and what Nations League is all about. Uh, historic, historic day uh, for the British Virgin Islands. And this will come into play shortly, but these results, World Cup qualifying is right around the corner. Moving up in FIFA rankings would be very crucial for the Bridge for Giants because of the way CONCACAF's uh, World Cup qualifying format is going to be. The, the bottom four teams will actually start qualifying before the rest of CONCACAF. So if you can escape those bottom four, you will have more games, more chances to qualify for the 2026 World Cup. So great step forward. Great day for the Bridge for Giants. That wraps us up for League C. League B, the big one. Jonathan, why don't you run through the standings after one window in League B? Yeah, so Group A is as follows. So St. Lucia on six points. They're ahead just on uh, by one on goal difference uh, to Guadeloupe. St. Kitts and Nevis uh, is ahead of St. Martin in fourth on goal difference. Um, both have zero points. St. Kitts has St. Kitts has a, pl- a five more better goal difference. Uh, in Group B, we have Nicaragua at six points. Dominican Republic uh, is ahead on goal difference over Montserrat on three points, and then Barbados uh, bringing up the rear in fourth. In Group Five, we have—I mean, Group Five. In Group C, <laughs> we're gonna keep rolling. Let's go. Um. And the, so in Group C, we have St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Vinci Heat with two wins at six points. In second place, we have Belize on three, Bermuda on one. In third, uh, ahead on goal difference to French Guiana, who is also on one point. Group D, uh, we have Puerto Rico on six points. Uh, they're ahead on goal difference above Guiana uh, by five goals. Bahamas is ahead of Antigua and Barbuda, uh, both on zero uh, based on goal difference. And that is all of League B. All right, Donald, what is the big result for you in League B after this September window? It's it's Vincey Heat. You know, Vincey Heat opening up with a 2-1 win over Belize in their first game um, kind of set the tone for them in this round uh, of this opening, you know, part of the group stage. Look, you know, Vincey heat is going up against Belize has been in league a before uh, French Guiana has been in the gold cup. They've faced some of these, you know, the bigger teams in CONCACAF before in competition, they've been a little bit deeper in world cup qualifying. Belize has also been to gold cups has faced some of the big teams uh, in, in gold cup nations league and all that. So for Vincey, he'd come out the blocks and get Belize, who was believed to be one of the two teams that were favored to get out of this group and and be promoted. That's a really huge result, and I know they we still have uh you know four more match days to go for them, but to start out that one that really set the tone for this window for them. Yeah, and for my big performance, uh, we're gonna stick with Vincey Heat. Uh, we want to shout out Alex Anderson, uh. Seattle Sounders legend, 
Uh, he's cur- still applying his trade in the U.S. Uh, lower leagues. Alex, Alex Anderson goals in the 40th, 42nd, and 45 plus two as part of a 4-3 win over Bermuda at Arnoldsdale Sporting Complex, probably the greatest place to watch a game on the planet. Uh, Bermuda had jumped out to a 1-0 lead on a goal by Jai Bean of the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, gang, gang. Donald was very happy about that. Then Anderson stepped up three quick goals at the end of the first half to give St. Vincent the lead. They added another one with from Javon, Javin Sutherland and two late goals from Bermuda to make it close weren't enough. And St. Vincent, six points after two games. It's what we love to see. We want to get them up to Group A so we can go back. Um, big, big result for uh, St. Vincent. I also I want to shout out to Anderson's goals because like I mean they were some killer killer goals that one that he had that was the kind of like the looping header uh that you know went far post hit the side of the hit the hit hit the side of the post and bounced in was just like I mean it's just like one of the goals you just love to see we had some absolute bangers in this Nations League window and I also do want to shout out speaking of big performances uh, Lyle Taylor of Montserrat stoppage time free kick Golazzo to get them the win uh, in their first game uh, huge huge result getting all three points away to Barbados uh, on a 90 plus 8 winner absolute stunning shot from Lyle Taylor uh, so big performance there as well uh, Jonathan what's your big storyline out of group out of League B. So for me, the big storyline is looking at uh, St. Lucia and Puerto Rico, both topping their groups. Um, for those that may not remember from last year, they both found themselves in League C last year. And let's also not forget for World Cup qualifying, St. Lucia pulled out and didn't participate right at the last minute. Um, and that was a huge thing because the players weren't really notified. Uh, and so to see them go from pulling out a World Cup qualifying to now they're at the point where they're both of these teams are the top of uh, their respective groups with six points. You know, they still have a lot of a lot left to go. But like, you know, Puerto Rico winning on the road to the Bahamas, uh, you know, a big six one and then winning five zero at home. And then St. Lucia, too. They They went and. You know, they picked up a big win on the road to St. Martin and then, you know, went home, beat St. Kitts and Nevis uh, for probably their hardest home game of the, uh, I would say, of the tournament uh, with a 2-0 win, uh, both of them being own goals. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, you, yeah. You, you see those once here and, here and there. Oh, no, no, never mind. They're not own goals. I was reading something wrong. Oh, yeah. There were enough. There were enough own goals. There were there were enough own goals. There were own goal. Own goal. Put in. Put in a shift in this yeah. window. Yeah, I see that. That's one of the tough parts is they don't actually like. You don't keep a tally. I want to know. I would have hoped that own goal is currently the leading scorer in Nations League right now. Well, while we're talking, I'm going to. Uh, I can quickly. Yeah, there, there's a lot this. of them. There's a lot of them around. Well, again, St. Lucia, Puerto Rico. Great step forward for them. Um, 
my other, I got some other storylines, and mainly it's just kind of the nonsense. First off, I want to point out for Montserrat. I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter, but Lee Boyer took over as manager of Montserrat. Yeah. The Emerald Boys. They hadn't announced this before. People figured out that Lee Boyer, who had coached uh, Lyle Taylor at Charlton Athletic, uh, former English international, like he's played for England. They figured out Lee Boyer was going to be coaching Montserrat because Montserrat posted pictures of training on social media. They never actually announced it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, here's this well-known professional manager managing Montserrat in CONCACAF Nations League. Here you go. And, uh, I mean, they got a great result off the bat, getting a win in their first match. Uh, obviously, he's got a great rapport with uh, Lyle Taylor, who's their star. But, yeah, maybe, you know, put out a press release instead of just, like, having the guy's name show up on the, the team sheet before the match starts. So we had that. And then in the Nicaragua Barbados match. Nicaragua up 5 nothing on Barbados late. I don't know if you guys saw this. I was all over it on Twitter. Uh, Nicaragua keeper Miguel Rodriguez got a red card. It was late in the game. It was the 86th minute. Miguel Rodriguez, the keeper, got sent off. Nicaragua had already used all their subs. Mm-hmm. So they took their forward, Jaime Moreno, who had two goals in the game already. He threw the keeper shirt on and went in goal. And literally... The restart, Thierry Gal for Barbados took a free kick to restart the play from the spot of the foul where the keeper got sent off. Just ripped it past him, made it 5 1. <laughs> it's like absolutely hilarious. And uh, Barbados really never, they did, couldn't threaten too much. Uh, 89th minute goal to make it 5 1. And then there was only two minutes of stoppage time. Uh, so there really wasn't too much craziness from it, but you love to see a field player go into the goal. So that wraps up League B. Let's go to League A, the big dogs. Donald, where are we at with the standings for our two groups? So we'll start with Group A. Group A, we have Trinidad and Tobago sitting atop uh, in first place with six points. We have Panama in second with four points, Guatemala in third also with four points. Panama has a plus three goal differential, Guatemala a plus two goal differential. Martinique is in fourth place. They have three points, and then Curacao and El Salvador are fifth and sixth. Both of them still have zero points. Curacao with a minus two goal differential, while El Salvador is at minus three. Now we move to Group B. Group B, we have Jamaica sitting atop in first place, four points, plus one goal differential. I believe they have one goal alongside Cuba, who also is in second place. They are basically tied with Jamaica and everything. Plus one goal differential, four points, one goal, or one win, one draw. It's And I think that is, uh, I think it's separated by like one goal scored. So there's still, you know, some logjam right there. Third place, we have Honduras. They are sitting with three points. Haiti has two points. They are in fourth place. And then Suriname and Grenada are in fifth and sixth. Both of them with one point apiece. Suriname has a goal differential of minus one. Grenada has a goal differential of minus four. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think the Spice Boys are going to be pulling this one out. Um, Big result, as you mentioned, Trinidad and Tobago topping the group. Uh, 
for them, they went into El Salvador. Now, El Salvador naturally plays their home games at Estadio Cuscatlan, as we've talked about and raved about on this podcast. They actually had to play this game at Estadio Jorge El Magico Gonzalez uh, in San Salvador. And Trinidad and Tobago goes in and gets a 3-2 victory. Uh, El Salvador opened the scoring on goal by Eric Zavaleta in the 17th minute. Ryan Telfer answered in the 22nd. And then uh, a penalty early in the second half put Trinidad ahead. And El Salvador tied it. And then it was a 72nd minute goal by Justin Garcia, where you may know him from his work with Defense Force, the Trinidad club. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago, a perfect window. Two victories, getting that 3-2 win in El Salvador. Uh, Jonathan, what's your big performance of the window in League A? My big performance is Ryko Arozarena, uh, who plays goal, who plays uh, his club soccer at the uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies, um, coming up big and keeping two clean sheets throughout um, this first window of games in League A. Uh, he picked up four saves in that 0-0 draw um, away to Haiti. And then um, another uh, three saves against uh, Suriname. So, uh, you know, not playing the the top of the group, but still, uh, you know, putting in some big performance, big performances, and seeing his team in uh, second place in in their group. Nice, yes, big outing there. Uh, storylines, we got them. Donald, first up, what's the big storyline out of League A? It's Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago. You know. This is a team that was supposed to be in, in League B. Nicaragua was supposed to be in League A, but then Nicaragua decided to cheat for, you know, several years, it seems like, uh, with several players, and they had to do a switch. But not only did they factor into the Gold Cup, right? They had to switch. It was maybe a week or so before the Gold Cup started that Trinidad Tobago found out that they were fully in and not had to not having to go through the prelims. They also found out at that point that they were in League A. And to come in here and win twice in what is going to be Swiss style. So there's only four games. They don't get to play everybody in the group. Two wins is crucial. And to do that right off the bat and really not have a a really serious schedule moving forward, but to do that again, going into El Salvador and getting that win, I think probably like you said, was the biggest win, but to do that, that's a very, very major result for a team who had been struggling mightily over the last couple of years struggling to the point where again they had been relegated from from league a down to league b they you know were terrible at world cup qualifying they were one of the big disappointments we talked about on this show two years ago about how big a disappointment they had been recently and for them to come back out and really show that they've retooled and rebuilt and and got this back together also doing it without some of their major stars that they've you know done like i mean kevin molino and those type of guys didn't really factor into these wins so to step up and do that Major. That's a major result for them. Yeah. So it go ahead, Jonathan. I was gonna say my only knock against Trinidad is like, you know, we had to pour a little out for those bowl jerseys. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're a capelli like, now. They're they're, they're yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah, and they're boring as shit. Um <laughs> and so uh I mean maybe there was just too much heat and too much sauce for them to uh they didn't feel the need to back up how good they looked on the pitch because they looked so good. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, they've, yeah. they've they have looked very good for their through their uh, first two games. 
Yeah, and there was a lot of pressure on the program. Again, after that Gold Cup, uh, Angus Eve, the manager, was facing a lot of heat down in Trinidad. And I did find it interesting. They got those two big results. And <laughs> so he just did a media briefing last week. And this is what he said. Again, this is a quote from Angus Eve. Uh, this is courtesy of Trinidad Tobago Newsday. He, Angus Eve says, the fans may not come out and support Angus Eve because they may have an issue with Angus Eve. Let's support the play- these players who are trying to do something positive for their country and nation. It's extremely important that people come out and support and understand that this is a new beginning. The fans may, again, let me repeat, Angus Eve says the fans may not come out and support Angus Eve because they may have an issue with Angus Eve. Yes, I have an issue with Angus Eve, and that's him using his name in the third person. Hey, hey, as I said before when we were prepping for the show, (laughs) a Bill Haywood must be allowed to speak his mind. And it's one of the famous quotes in movie history, and I stand by it, and so does Angus Eve. (laughs) Yeah. But great start for Trinidad. Really happy to see them performing uh, well. And that's what Nations League is about. It's a fresh start for programs that need fresh starts. Um, Sticking with managerial things. uh, Donald, you want to cover this or you want me to take? No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. El Salvador. We've fawned over the job that Hugo Perez has done with El Salvador on this podcast over the last couple of years. They were very tough. In World Cup qualifying, there was some strides made by the program. Uh, Hugo Perez has been fired by El Salvador. Uh, they were winless in their last 13 games, and after two losses, including a home defeat to Trinidad and Tobago, the first time they had ever lost to Trinidad and Tobago in El Salvador, um, Perez has gotten the heave-ho. Um, again, they're in the relegation zone, they're on zero points. There has been some tension between the Federation and Perez over the support from within El Salvador for the national team. Uh, Hugo Perez has done a good job of bringing in some dual nationals and new talent. And the locals haven't necessarily been too fond of that. Um, so Hugo Perez, a great coach, is on the market for a job. El Salvador has not named a replacement as of yet, but that October window and avoiding relegation is coming coming in close. Uh, speaking of managerial things, let's also go, real go quick ahead. on Hugo, uh, what you what you failed to mention is in that a press conference or whatever, like right before he got let go, he got mm-hmm. bucked with one of the with one of the reporters right afterwards. Oh, yes, right. Yeah. Um. So I just want it was it was a viral clip, but I want to read basically translated what he said. This this reporter asked him some dumb question, and and Hugo Perez was about to leave and heard this question and was like, "Oh no, I got time for this guy." And he got right up in his face and put his finger in his face and he said, "Let me tell you something. I know you don't like me, and that's okay. But if you're really Salvadorian, tell the truth. You have the power to do." Whether I stay or go, do it. However, don't lie because that is a sin. And then he like kind of said something else to him that's not for for TV. And then he walked off. But yeah, he it was one of those were like, oh, I'm doing this statement. I know things are going bad, but I'm going to do better. And then this reporter just kind of yelled some you know disrespectful question at him. And Hugo Paris was like, oh no, now we have to take it to the street. Yeah. Oh man. 
always a mess. Uh, and yeah, let's go to Curacao. So Curacao, uh, they were interim managed by Dean Gore. He's the temporary uh, replacement for Remco Bicentini, who had been let go over the summer. Uh, Curacao, really tough window for them. Looks like Gore will not be sticking around. There are rumors that Curacao, uh, there was a report out of ESPN in the Netherlands, the Dutch one, uh, Dutch ESPN, that Dick Advocaat was in negotiations to become the manager. Um, Dick Advocaat, if you've seen his resume, you you need like a, you need like an hour to go through it. Uh, it's, he's been, it's in a leather bound book because yes. it's many pages. Also, he has one of the great names in the history of sports. Yes, Dick Advocaat. There's two A's in the Advocaat. Advocaat. Yeah, yeah. Um, this man has managed the Netherlands three times. Just his since he he was with the Netherlands in 2017. Since then, he has been with Sparta Rotterdam, Utrecht, Feyenoord, Iraq, and then Hado Den Haag. Uh, he's also managed internationally in for Serbia, for Russia, for Belgium, for South Korea. The man has has a wealth of knowledge, and apparently, he's in negotiations. Um, the federation is denying that. But there were reports that there are conversations being had. We have yet to find out any hard information. But Dick Advocat is a name to be watching. Uh, Curacao, the players are not very happy with how things are going. Leandro Bacuna, the captain, had done an interview with RTV Nord. Said he was very upset with the way things have been handled. They're firing managers without having replacements ready. Um, They already had issues with players declining to come in for this window and they fielded a weaker squad and they got weak results and Curacao is destined for relegation right now um, based on the results of that September window. Yeah. I, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. We're all, we're all very disappointed that Curacao is kind of fucking up our chance to go to Curacao. Um, that's what Nations League's for. There's always down the line. Um, as we wrap up, let's just kind of go around. Is there one team that you're really happy with how they performed this window? Donald, I'll kind of lead off to you. Like, is there one squad where it's like, you know what? They had a great September and they should be really proud of that. Hell yeah. It's Vince Heat. You know, again, two victories over, you know, two victories. They're in a group where, again, there's probably two teams that are considered the class of that group, and Vinci Heat is not either of those teams. And to beat one of them and to, you know, come off the snide and say, hey, we're going to get two wins and lead this group, hell yeah, they should be taking that and and running with it. Hopefully that gives them more momentum because, again, we all want them to be in League A. Either that or we want the United States to be relegated to League B. Whatever league they're in, we want to be in. (laughs) Um, So we're hoping that we can make this happen in the in. It's was we can't we can't get relegated yeah. from League A for the next two cycles. So they need to yeah. get promoted up so that they can meet us at the quarterfinal. Yeah. Look, I'd love for that to happen. So yeah. keep going, Viz Heat. Yeah, meet us outside. Uh Jonathan, who's your big uh performance? Man, it's St. Lucia. Uh to go from two years ago pulling out of World Cup qualifying, uh, to right now, you know, they've got promoted from League uh C to League B. And they're now sitting atop of their their group in League B. So like 
you know, I think they have a lot to be proud of. And, you know, that's the team I'm probably most watching. I do want to also say just shout out to League B as a whole. Other than Nicaragua, um, every single group uh, is being currently led by an island, um, <sighs> which uh, is is very important for the next iteration of uh, of Nations League. Well, as a wise man once said, CONCACAF is a vibes-based economy, so the islands are thriving. I mean, even look at Trinidad and Tobago. Look at Jamaica. Mm-hmm. You know, the islands Cuba, are pop- Cuba, the islands are just popping off. And speaking of islands, my, I just want to, again, shout out British Virgin Islands. First competitive win since 2004. What were you doing in 2004? You sure shit weren't watching them win a game? It's been a long, you long time. I don't think they yeah. watched themselves win a game in 2000. It's Caribbean Cup qualifying, you know. It's a lot of people. Were they played that, that. They showed that game on cassette tape. That's how <laughs> <laughs> that game was on Betamax. Yeah, <laughs> closed circuit uh, television. Yeah, that was on laser. It actually got sent around on laser disc. Yeah. All right. Um. We're going to continue this on one more round. If you aren't familiar with one more round, one more round is our Patreon exclusive bonus podcast. You get when you subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcacaf, P-O-D-C-A-C-A-F. We really appreciate all of our supporters, all of you. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month and get access to our discord, which Donald and I pop in here and there. Um, Make sure you're following us on social media. Twitter, we're calling it Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, at podcacaf, P-O-D-C-A-C-A-F. And also make sure on our social media, you click on the link uh, for our link tree and you go to our web store. Because I don't know if you're aware, but there's some fire World of CONCACAF podcast merch that you can get uh, with our beautiful logo on it. Um, that was designed by my friend Leah. By the way, shout out Leah. She just got married. Congratulations to her and Brandon. And um, yeah, Don, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, since that's what we're calling it, at Blazing DW. Yeah, you Don, can find me on Twitter at uh, JSlapeSSP. Yep. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for embracing CONCACAF Nations League as we do. Uh, it is near and dear to our heart because it is the greatest competition on the planet. And we will be back with more Nations League action next month because another big window. And we've got some vacations to plan, which I think we're going to talk about here on one more round. So tune in. Thanks for listening. Like, rate, review, subscribe, all that nonsense. We appreciate you. We love you. Kisses.